You're the top. You're a Waldorf salad. You're the top. You're a Berlin ballad. You're the basic grand of a lady and a gent. You're an old Dutch master. You're Mrs. Astor. You're Pepsodent. You're romantic. All right, we would like to start out our third segment, which is our obituary section when the need arises, by noting the passing of Brooke Astor, who died at the age of 105 at her country estate uh, after some recent family disputes over her care. And that bit of music we started out with was Cole Porter's You're the Top, which comes from his 1934 classic Anything Goes. Anything Goes is described as the only 1930s musical that is still regularly revived, with the exception of Porgy and Bess. I always like the fact that uh, it refers in 1934 to Lady Astor, among its uh, long list of things that are really cool. And yes, it's the same, uh, it's the same Brooke Astor who passed away this week. And yes, she was pretty cool. She was famous for donating nearly $200 million to support New York City cultural and charitable projects. Mrs. Astor's wealth came from Vincent Astor, her third and last husband, who was a direct descendant of John Jacob Astor, believed to be the nation's first millionaire. He made his post-Revolutionary War fortune in fur trading and early New York City real estate. The family name is integrated in New York City in such things as the Waldorf Astoria Hotel and Astor Place. Evidently, her interest in the New York Public Library uh, made it the prime beneficiary of her largesse, but her projects ran the gamut, including creating outside living room parks for public housing projects, renovating subway stations, paying for pet care for low-income elderly New Yorkers, and providing the recently homeless with furniture for new apartments. So she was pretty cool in the 1930s, and she was pretty cool into the 21st century. She's regarded by many as a very great lady. Brooke Astor, dead at 105. We also want to note that Radio Parallax was a bit ahead of the curve, at least in terms of national news coverage last week, when we beat at least the Week magazine to the, uh, the scoop that uh, Coach Bill Walsh got his start at Washington High in Fremont. Noted the Week magazine's August 17th edition. Walsh was the son of a day laborer who played football at San Jose State University and demonstrated his coaching prowess early on, said the Los Angeles Times. As the head coach of Washington Union High School in Fremont, California, he transformed a team that had lost 26 of 27 games into a 9-1 powerhouse. That led to his coaching jobs at UC Berkeley and Stanford over the next five years. And yeah, I guess I'm kind of glad to see my alma mater get some, uh, get some national news coverage in regards to uh, the career of Bill Walsh. There was another sports figure from my high school that went on to some uh, fame and fortune. He was a guy that was a pitcher on the baseball team a year behind me. Name? Dennis Eckersley. And no, I didn't know Dennis very well, but, but I do know some of Dennis's people pretty well, so, you know, we've got to try and get him on this show sometime. Speaking of baseball, we, we love this item. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice has named retired baseball great Cal Ripken Jr. to be a U.S. Public Diplomacy Special Envoy. Ripken, inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame last month, will begin the non-paying diplomatic role with a trip to China in October. Noted the Voice of America, Ripken is the second prominent athlete recruited by the State Department's 
public diplomacy chief, that would be Karen Hughes, former uh, Bush team insider. Well, I'm sure still Bush team insider. It was noted that Olympic figure skater Michelle Kwan, a Chinese-American, had joined this program last November and has made some trips to Russia and China. And I know that some of you out there must be asking the question, has Condoleezza Rice lost her marbles? We'll let you be the judge of that, dear listener. Here's an item reported in the Sacramento Bee that, uh, that, that we just, I just have to, to remark upon. According to this headline, Zimbabwe bucks tied in Africa cuts AIDS rate. Article by Shashank Bengali, writing from the McClatchy Nairobi Bureau. This caught my eye because, you know, the nation of Zimbabwe is coming apart at the seams. The idea that they're cutting the AIDS rate seemed rather unlikely. And sure enough, when you actually read the article, it notes that much of the decline is due to the fact that people infected with the virus are dying at a rate of more than 3,000 a week. So, yes, I guess if no medicines are available and everyone dies, then uh, perhaps the rate of people infected in the population might go down. I don't know. I'm skeptical of this idea that Zimbabwe is cutting its AIDS rate. Uh, The article did note that experts have suggested that sex has become another casualty of Zimbabwe's eight-year depression, which has shrunk the economy by half. It was noted that few men have the money to support extramarital affairs or nights on the town to what's described as woo a woman. All right, running out of time, let's close with some funny stuff. Uh, We mentioned Radar Magazine a few weeks ago. I got my uh, current edition and (laughs) had to laugh at some of the stuff they're doing. For example, in a section titled Fresh Intelligence, it was noted that with Mitt Romney angling for the Oval Office, Mormons are on a hot streak. But a run by Jewish billionaire Michael Bloomberg could cool their fire. If the Chosen face off against the Saints, who takes the kingdom of God? So they title the article, Mormon versus Jews, a tribe-on-tribe spiritual smackdown. Radar Magazine then offers several comparisons, starting with home base, which in the case of Mormons is the south shore of the Great Salt Lake. In the case of the Jews, it's listed as the north shore of Long Island. Mormons are schooled at BYU, Jews at NYU. Mormon contraband is listed as alcohol, nicotine, caffeine. Contraband for the Jews is listed as pork, shellfish, blondes. First family of the Mormons, the Osmonds. First family of the Jews, the Rothschilds. The two tribes are compared in terms of what's called sacred road trip with the Mormons being into Utah with Brigham Young. Whereas with the Jews, it's out of Egypt with Moses. And finally, in a category titled Hollywood Players, it's noted that the Mormons have Aaron Eckhart, Ryan Gosling, John Hedder, and Neil Labute, whereas the Jews have everyone else. This show was produced by Edward McMillan. We want to thank Brad Friedman for joining us, as well as Dr. Sherrod Malalu. We'll see you next week at the same time. We hope we'll be joined at that time by Deborah Bowen. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and like I say, we'll see you next week.